0: This episode of Weekly Weird News is sponsored by Factor and by Vincero.
1: It's been a few months now since our favorite new main character, or rather characters, dropped. We're talking about Heather Morgan and Ilya Lichtenstein. Dutch. Uh, yeah, those names might not sound familiar, but they're the young couple accused of being behind the biggest cryptocurrency hack in history, totaling billions of dollars worth of missing coins. At one point, and then. Yeah, who's to say. <laughs> I'm not going to give you a number right now because it's just going to end up being wrong. Mm-hmm. But, like, the crime itself, noteworthy. But that's not what added these people to our rogues gallery. It was the fact that while sitting on such an ungodly amount of stolen money, these two kept up some very public and very weird lives, with the biggest and weirdest example being Heather Morgan's rap alter ego, Razzle Khan. And, uh, look, I'll, let's just refresh your memory a bit here. Sorry, in advance. Razzle
0: Khan, the Versace better- Motherfucking crocodile of Wall Street. Silver on my fingers and boots on my feet. Always be a goat, not a goddamn sheep. Email me, fuck your message at the beep. Feared of a revolutionary, power of a dictator. Love to be contrary, but I'm fly like a gator. I've got pilot blood, I'm a real risk taker. Pirate riding the flood, badass money maker. Yeah, so truly cringe content there. Uh The perfect cross-section of zero talent and ultimate confidence. And I guess you could add in Ultimate resources after the hack, too. I mean... I want to be a rapper, and now I have the time and the money to do it.
1: She could have... I mean, I wish... Now, I mean, she was going to get caught. I wish she had gone all out with the music video.
0: Yeah, I mean, we said right at the beginning of this is, like, if you actually stole billions of dollars worth of crypto, you could have, you know, paid someone to write songs for you or gone to vocal lessons or anything. That's the problem, though. Um, You can't spend it. Uh, he can't buy taste. yeah. Uh, and look, there's a lot more where that came from. Uh, though we will spare your ears from having to endure any more of Rosal Khan's quite prolific musical back catalog, it's a lot of music and, and it's all, all terrible. Hits. Yeah, no <laughs> skips. Yeah. Uh, on top of that, this couple seemed to be trying to make it as influencers because why not? Uh, though they weren't very successful at, at it. all. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also both worked various seemingly legitimate jobs in the tech space. Smart. Good cover. And Rosal Khan wrote a kind of insane number of articles for Forbes and Inc., uh, many of which were written in first person and were about her personal girl boss insights into business and tech. It's like hundreds of articles. Yeah. It's wild. Oh, let's see. We got how many people t- getting pitches in today? Uh, well, we have 35 pitches from this one Heather Morgan. Uh, sure.
1: I want her Adderall prescription. Uh-huh. So yeah, these, they're just not the kinds of people that anyone pictures as the culprits behind the biggest heist ever. And that's why they're fascinating. But since their arrest, arrests, we haven't really heard much about these two. It's been kind of radio silence. Until now, baby. Mm-hmm. Vanity Fair recently published a very long, very thorough article, which provides us with all sorts of new Razzlecon lore. And so a lot of this episode is going to be us reading long sections from this article, But but trust us when we say... Uh, There's just too much good shit here in this piece to
0: to neglect. These are fascinating people.
1: Yeah. Yes. And, I mean, I think everyone gets, like, at least one free Vanity Fair article a month. Like, link's down in the description. It is worth a full read-through, Please give them the
0: page view. It is fantastic journalism.
1: So, yeah, a lot of it is background info that we already know, so we'll skip that kind of stuff. And if you want a refresher about RazzleCon, uh, I'm just going to put a little link somewhere on screen right now.
0: There, now you're caught up. Let's get into it. Yeah. So the article goes into a lot of the history of cryptocurrency, including the various illicit ways that it's been used, as well as the rise of ransomware attacks and cryptocurrency thefts, with the 2016 hack of the Bitfinex exchange being the biggest ever. And because of Bitcoin's crazy fluctuations in price over the years, the original $72 million haul from the Bitfinex heist grew to $8.3 billion by late last year. As the article puts it, It was as if Lichtenstein and Morgan had a stolen Ferrari, and as they were trying to hide it in their garage, it turned into a sparkling diamond-encrusted jumbo jet with golden toilet seats and wheels made of Jubilee rubies. How the fuck were they supposed to hide that?
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. so for about a year after the heist, the Bitcoins did just sort of sit there on the blockchain. Uh, But then the authorities were tracking it. They saw that someone was laundering those coins through a darknet marketplace called Alphabay. A few months later, the feds took down Alphabay and were able to seize its servers, and that's when they could start tracing where this money was all ending up. Mm -hmm. And they understandably went into this investigation assuming that they were dealing with some real master cyber criminals, maybe even like a nation
0: state. We thought we had the wrong guy and gal. Yeah, some real hacker men (laughs) and hacker women Mm -hmm. uh, from the article. Often with these hacks and ransomware cases, we track down the people responsible, if we can find them, and they turn out to be state-sponsored hackers from places like North Korea, Russia, or Iran and there isn't really anything we can do. These countries are not handing these people over to us, said Ari Redboard, who formerly worked on terrorism and financial intelligence at the Treasury Department and is now head of legal and government affairs at TRM Labs. Quote, What was truly shocking and different about the Bitfinex case, what made it unlike anything investigators had seen before, was that the people who had the keys to the wallet from the Bitfinex hack were right here in a building in downtown Manhattan. (laughs) On Wall Street. Literally in a, in a
1: condominium complex on Wall Street, probably walking distance to the field office investigating this crime. They didn't have to go very far. A city bike and a couple of minutes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the article also brings up how rare it is for couples to commit crimes together. I didn't know this, but it's, it's very rare. So mm-hmm. it was pretty damn surprising for investigators when they figured out that they weren't dealing with North Koreans or some terror cell, but with a couple in Manhattan who weren't really making any efforts to lay low at all. And not just any couple, but a very
0: weird couple. Here's the article again. Lichtenstein, who is is five foot eight with short black tussled hair, an intense stare, and a soft Russian accent, had a Twitter account where he espoused thoughts about NFTs and <laughs> crypto and occasionally retweeted Edward Snowden. Hmm. He portrayed himself as a business guy with big thoughts on tech and other topics. And on his Instagram and Facebook, he posted pictures of his hikes alongside pictures of himself staring into the eyes of Clarissa, the cat. Morgan, who is two inches shorter than her husband, with pin-straight hair and a penchant for fanny packs, seemed to live more of her life online than she did IRL. She had multiple accounts on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Facebook, and a handful of different Instagrams, including two for herself, one for her rapper alter ego, Rosal Khan, another for Clarissa, whom the couple often walked outside in a cat stroller, and even one for Lichtenstein's apparent alter ego, the Cat Monkey Wizard. When investigators delved through these accounts, they were greeted by the oddest couple on the internet. Again, there was probably multiple times where investigators were like, "Are we sure that these are the masterminds behind yeah. this?" Yeah, they, there had to have been a point. Like, it's the guys perfect, guy's cover.
1: Are we sure? Look at look at these videos of themselves they're posting. They can barely eat food. Like yes. they're struggling with basic human tasks. Yes.
0: Uh, look. You're judged by a jury of your peers in a lot of cases. And I think a jury would look at footage of them and be like, Not there's guilty. no, there's no possible way. There are pansies. Yeah. Or papsies. Pan, they're both. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it continues. In one video, Lichtenstein
1: talked about tasting the cat food he fed Clarissa, then told his wife, it's pretty good. It needs salt. It needs pepper. But other than that, it's pretty good. If it's palatable to me, then it's palatable to her. What a great cat dad. Mm. Uh, When he wasn't dining on kitty kibbles, he hugged bags of nuts that his Russian grandma sent him or made tea with his grabber buddy Reacher tool, one of those extendable claw hands. He'd use it to steep tea while standing a few feet away from his teacup. He once put an authentic VIP red carpet rope up in his kitchen, telling his wife she couldn't enter because the club was closed, and then fended her off with a chopstick. These are all their great content they were putting up on
0: TikTok and other places. I mean, the last one's kind of cute. Yeah. They they seem to really love each other. Yeah, that's the thing. Is It's like, they were doing, you know, bog-standard couples content for yeah. YouTube and Instagram. It's like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, making a little joke, and then, how uh, about you, with a, with a chopstick? Look at me, I'm steeping some tea with my grabber arm. I don't have to get off the couch. It's, yeah. Uh, I haven't seen a good grabber arm joke in about 30 years. No harm, no foul. I think this is fine. But, uh, you know, this was just a cover for obviously something much more sinister. Yeah, it gets... Welcome back to American Greed. (laughs) Uh, the, The article continues. Morgan, for her part, had half a dozen different outre personalities online. She was sometimes Turkish Martha Stewart, who cooked lamb kebabs in her kitchen and berazzled her elliptical machine by decorating it with spray paint and LEDs. Other days, she called herself the Crocodile of Wall Street. She also had an alter ego of sorts named Charlene, who wore an 80s-era blonde wig and spoke in a southern accent about taking laxatives before going out so I can look skinny. And then there was the ultimate second self, the one, the only, Razul Khan, a rapper who took selfies with her tongue out and with her hands making a gesture that can only be described as a man masturbating. Uh, She called this the jerk dance. She would rap literally anywhere and everywhere. The New York City subway, on the steps of the public library, in front of the Wall Street bull, and in every orifice of her apartment building. The hallways, elevators, and on the roof, where those federal agents were apparently skulking around in the dead of night. And this is where... Like the investigation of it gets interesting because they were just showing up at 3 a.m. and asking the
1: doorman. They're like, "Look, we got a pretty high-profile CP case that we're trying to track. So can you just let us up on the
0: roof?" That what was cre- there was a lot more detail into that too because yeah. the doorman was just like, "Are you sure it's not that decrepit building yeah, right across I, the street where yeah, prostitutes are falling out yeah, of it all the time?" So the building across,
1: I think they are like 57 Wall Street, and like yeah, I guess the building across the street had had like
0: numerous like weird scandalous crimes. Over the past just like years, they're so. like, Are you sure that you're not supposed yeah. to be at that building? This place is boring. And I love his like a side note, like just an end to a paragraph. It was like, And by the way, that building across the street, uh, a body was put into a barrel and sailed <laughs> yeah. over to New Jersey. Yeah. Anyways, back to Rosal Khan. So, yes, even the doorman was like, Couldn't be. Someone in this building. This must be a mistake. Um, Everyone here is lame as hell. You should see you should see this couple that lives up on the street. I 71. wish I were dead. <laughs> They're in here filming TikToks all day. Yeah. I just have to sit here and deal with the it. The only crimes happening in this building are crimes against music. So <laughs> the, I
1: know you guys can't prosecute
0: that. They never leave. I've seen the delivery charges on their food. I my whole family could eat off just the delivery charge. <laughs> I hate myself and I'm very happy you're here. Please take them away. So anyway, Mr. and Mrs.
1: Razzlecon, they still weren't spending their billions all that conspicuously. but They're they, half
0: smart. Like, they,
1: they, well, they did spend it. They, they bought a bunch of gold coins, I guess, and also a lot of Walmart gift cards that they then converted into air miles, which they used to travel all over the world. Brilliant. That's
0: airline mile laundering.
1: Yeah. Uh, so right before the pandemic, they took a month long trip to Ukraine. And while they were there, they received several packages from the dark web containing fake Ukrainian passports, SIM cards and bank account info apparently planning to assume new identities and disappear without a trace. Uh, they didn't, though, and, I mean, if they were in Ukraine right now, they'd be in nearly as bad of a situation as they are now. Later. Literally
0: like a Mr. Magoo scenario. <laughs> yeah. Like, ah, ha, ha. Well, we're escaping, we're on the run from the U.S. because the authorities are getting too close. I know where we can hide out, and then literally the, like, a Ukrainian war uh, happens. Yeah. And like the timing
1: of it is like if it had worked out the way they were planning, like they would have gotten there literally like a month and a half before the war started. Yeah. <laughs> like just a
0: a wild series of events.
1: But yeah, so they for some reason they didn't just stay in Ukraine. They, mm-hmm. they came back to the U.S. and upon returning, they started spending their money a little more freely. Um,
0: and now we're going to read another big section of this article that it would be, uh, it would be wrong. It would be immoral to simply summarize mm-hmm. this section. Yeah. Lichtenstein appeared to methodically plan everything he did. Once he had decided to ask Morgan to marry him, he took a year to plan the proposal. At first, he wanted to pull a prank on Morgan, even considering faking his own death in front of her, then, with a surprise, I'm alive, asking her if she'd spend the rest of her life with him. This guy's a real jokester. But instead, he decided to have countless posters of Razakam placed all over New York City, which would lead to a non-cheesy billboard placed in Times Square with a photo of her taken from one of her rap videos with the words, the most brutally honest rap album of the year. She said
1: yes. I wonder if anyone, like, there's got to be pictures of that, someone walking through Times Square being like, what the fuck is this? Although at this point, it kind of seems like anyone... People are putting up billboards of all sorts of weird shit. Well, because it's Square. all
0: digital. So it's yeah. like, oh, you can buy 45 seconds of this billboard yeah. for a certain amount. Like and the you just got the fucking Snyder Cut people got put up there. Yeah, then you just are yeah. like, okay... At 8 a.m., you know, on a Tuesday, you got to take a picture of it really quick. Make sure you're shown to be on there. Yeah. Uh, So in late 2021, as investigators were running surveillance operations on Lichtenstein and Morgan, the couple boarded a plane and flew to the West Coast to get married. That continues. The ceremony took place at Playa Studios in Culver City, California. Mm.
1: But like all things about the duo, the wedding itself was not a traditional affair. Their friends waved gold spray-painted banana leaves with sexual innuendos as Morgan, dressed in gold herself, was carried into the ceremony on a Moroccan palanquin. The hundred or so guests were given Razzle Khan stickers as offerings. The couple's first dance was to the trance clubby eccentric song Golden Boy by Sin with Sebastian, where the newlyweds thrust their arms in the air repeatedly as they jogged in place. I would love to see these two dance. Yeah. Then, at the reception, Morgan transformed into Razzle Khan and rapped her latest song Moon and Stars which was about Liechtenstein the song opens with Liechtenstein saying I love you I support you but I don't want to be involved while well, Lichtenstein proudly watched from the side, other guests, especially the elderly, were seemingly in a state of confusion. This was followed by a magic performance. <laughs> of was, course, he's a magician. This was followed by a magic performance from Lichtenstein, who wore a black suit and black shirt and performed a mentalist David Blaine-like magic trick, where he told guests to recall a fond memory of Morgan, and then went around the room guessing what moment was in their head. He was actually really good, one guest told me. He got quite a few of them right. He's a mentalist. Now watch as I make billions of dollars for the crypto disappear. They're gonna have to put this guy in a really uh secure prison.
0: Yeah, or else he's gonna turn all the other prisoners uh against the guards and the local superheroes. Yeah, don't
1: go don't go thinking that you can ju- just put this guy in a straitjacket and hang him upside down in the middle of Times Square. He'll
0: he'll find a way out. I, I do wanna say, once their subtlety was dropped, again, they seem like a a fun couple. Like yeah, if it, if this was like completely harmless. And it's like, all right, whatever. This, these... They're the kind of people, it's like, they're fucking
1: lame and they're cringe, but you do got to admire a little bit their willingness to lean
0: into their, you know, be who they want to be. Exactly. Like, not a care in the world what yeah. anyone thinks of them. Yeah. Like, no shame at all. I, yeah. I, You know?
1: I respect it. A man without
0: shame is a dangerous man. <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> and they were dangerous, both yeah. of them. He uh, so was... <laughs> She was his queen. <laughs> yes. See, this is the Joker and Harley Quinn. About as cl- like as far as like modern realities of like yeah. a Gen Z uh, Joker and Harley Quinn. Like this is probably as close as you yeah. can get to accuracy. I like it, and God help you if you disrespected his queen. And I love that their crime has absolutely no effect on me at all. Yeah, like it's not like, like they killed someone.
1: It's literally it's a victimless crime. If you ask me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, So after the wedding, they apparently got back to work figuring out how to assume their new identities and make their escape to Ukraine, where there's no extradition treaty. And they were seemingly pretty damn close to actually pulling it off. But the couple's home was raided on January 5th. Uh, So that's what all the law enforcement was doing around that day. Yeah. Uh. Uh, at one point, not long after agents entered, Rosalcon Khan apparently crawled under the bed to retrieve their cat, but then grabbed her phone off the nightstand to try and lock it, and an agent had to wrestle it away from her. Agents ended up finding $40,000 in cash, assorted foreign currencies in plastic bags, another plastic bag with burner phone written on it, around 50 different tablets, phones, and other devices, and two books that had been hollowed out to hide money or electronics. There was still a whole month before they were formally charged, though. And uh, yeah, back to the article. Looking back, the oddest thing is what happened in the month between the time the feds raided the couple's
1: home and the moment they were arrested and charged. While Lichtenstein remained relatively quiet online, as he had for the past several years, Morgan continued to post on all of her social media accounts as if nothing was going on, as if life were normal. She posted an early rap song she had written titled Bleeding Buckets, which was about getting her period. Mm -hmm. Endometriosis, cleavage like mitosis, she sang. Feels so atrocious, lots of emotions, makes me ferocious. She proclaimed it was her fucking theme song. Clarissa the Cat continued to post pictures of her outings. And Morgan continued to tweet about crypto and investing. You wouldn't have believed that the woman behind these accounts was just days away from being arrested for conspiring to launder billions of
0: dollars in Bitcoin. A woman who could possibly not get out of federal prison until she was 56 years old. And while the article points out a couple times that they might have given away to friends and family that something was going on with these two, it sounds like no one could have ever guessed the actual truth. Because, I mean, look at them. Sometimes it'd be the weirdest couple you know. Yeah. I thought they were like one foot away from wearing helmets all day. But uh, (laughs) here they are committing committing massive crimes, massive financial crimes. Uh, The hundreds of friends that Morgan had made over the last 20 years couldn't have been more surprised by what they read. Of all the different alter egos and personalities that Morgan might have created, being a multi-billion dollar crypto launderer was not among them. Shocked was all that people who knew Morgan and Liechtenstein could say when I asked what they thought when they read the news. Shocked. So anyway, Crypto Bonnie and... Uh, or I guess Bitcoin Bonnie and Crypto Clyde are yeah. looking
1: at up to 25 years in federal prison. And while Liechtenstein is considered a flight risk due to his Russian ties and is being kept in jail, hopefully very secure, <laughs> uh, Razzucon is apparently still just living in their fancy apartment awaiting trial and has gone completely silent online. Uh, so I, we're just going to assume that the reason you're not hearing anything from her is not because her lawyers told her to shut the fuck up. It's because she's directing all of her energy right now at writing her hip-hop magnum opus. The song that everyone will remember her by when she's behind bars. The one that's yeah. gonna get her all the cred down
0: at the commissary.
1: Uh, so I, yeah, can't wait to hear those bars. It's, it's gonna what be what a story.
0: I would like to play something for the jury, please, and the uh, the court. Uh, and then it's so good that the jury just walks out. The judge, boom, you're yeah. free to go. And like, really, was a crime committed because crypto doesn't exist. Yeah, no victims, <laughs> victimless crime. Yeah, and
1: uh, yeah, I mean, it's like. You know you might call it, you might listen to this woman's music, watch your videos and be like, this is this rap music is lame. This is terrible rap music, mm-hmm. but uh this woman has committed more crime more uh, more, she she has more more cred crime. more she cred. Has more street cred than pr- maybe any rapper yeah. who's ever lived. Bitcoin
0: Bonnie, it, Bonnie is also honest. the
1: clout queen, yeah, yeah, it's like, oh oh, Snoop dogg, you sold drugs in Long Beach. Rosal Khan stole billions, billions of dog. dollars, yeah. Whoo. So, So, yeah, great stuff.
0: But uh, yeah, moving on. Speaking of the Weekly Weird uh, News Rogues Gallery, its first member from way back before we even had this channel was, of course, Malachi Love Robinson, the fake teen doctor who figured out that if you just look and act like a doctor with enough confidence, people will believe you. Uh, Since then, we've repeatedly seen other instances of people around the world also discovering how easy it is to just put on a lab coat and be a doctor. And our latest example comes to us from New Zealand, where a guy named Yuvaraj Krishnan was recently found to be working as a doctor at a hospital in Auckland through the use of fake documents. So here's New Zealand outlet's stuff. Yuvaraj Krishnan worked for about six
1: months as a doctor in a clinical research position at Auckland's Middlemore Hospital until he was exposed as an imposter with no formal medical qualifications and sacked on August 10th. Krishnan examined dozens of patients during his time at the hospital. Police are investigating his actions, and deeply sorry health officials are reviewing how he slipped through the vetting process. So, unlike Dr. Love, the original, the blueprint, uh, Dr. Krishnan is not a teenager. He's 30 years old, which, actually, still pretty young for a doctor. Yeah, I'd be a bit standoffish. Uh, Yeah. You know. But, uh, like Dr. Love, Dr. Krishnan also apparently has a long history of pretending to be a doctor, going back years. And this is just the latest incident. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's also a new element. uh, Sibling rivalry. Because uh, this guy apparently has a sibling who is actually a quite successful and award winning real doctor. Wow. So, uh,
0: yeah. um, Oh, yeah.
1: Well, I'm a doctor too.
0: No, you're not. Stop. Stop practicing. Uh, Back to the article. In his late teens, Krishnan tried to forge his own path as a doctor. When he failed to get into the medical program at the University of Auckland in 2011, a fact he kept secret from his family and friends. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, He posed as a student and attended lectures, tutorials and labs. Krishnan kept up the ruse for about two years, even dissecting cadavers (laughs) uh, before he was found out and trespassed from the campus. Uh, A slap on the wrist, I'd say. Yeah, get out. Uh, an official university report obtained by Stuff shows Krishnan went to, quote, considerable lengths to deceive, hovering outside examination rooms and quietly slipping away as other students entered. He also tailgated legitimate med students into restricted areas <laughs> of the campus. So followed them in. Yeah, like, just,
1: you know, they buzzed them in, and he just,
0: oh, hey, uh, we, uh, so we're arriving at the same time. How uh, That guy's a little suspicious, but he is wearing the white lab coat, so come on. I mean, at a college, are you really going to notice someone who's Dipping in, especially when they started out. uh, Yeah. I mean, it's the kind of thing that you just don't
1: think anyone would be crazy enough to do. Yeah. So
0: we live in a society.
1: uh, You don't expect things like that. Anyway, a few years after that, he did actually enroll in medical school in Poland. Mm. But apparently his grades sucked and he did not graduate, despite always bragging to his colleagues about how well he was doing. Uh, He came back to New Zealand and then during COVID managed to get a non-clinical job with the Auckland Regional Public Health Department handling contact tracing under the guise that he was a doctor who had studied and worked in the US and he was just waiting for all the proper paperwork to be filed so that he could practice medicine in New Zealand. But for now, I'll just do the contact tracing thing. Yeah, paperwork, fine. And you know, the results speak for themselves. New Zealand did a
0: tremendous job with COVID. Who are we to say? I think you should let this man be a doctor. Yeah, honorary doctor badge. Yeah. How he got the job he ended up getting caught at is still a mystery, considering he doesn't show up on any public lists of registered doctors, but it sounds like he just talks a really good game and forges a good document. Uh, Everyone he previously worked with said nothing seemed to miss, and he seemed to know his shit. He's also super likable, as evidenced by the way he managed to convince a judge to dismiss dangerous driving charges on the basis that a conviction would hurt his medical career. You're on. I'm out here saving lives. Yeah. Now, we obviously can't support pretending to be a doctor, but uh, look, the kid has moxie. He's got moxie, and that's what you need if you want to succeed as a fake doctor. Confidence can take you very far, but it also, you know, there's barriers. Yeah. Like the data to back it up. So that's what you,
1: this, this is lesson one at Internet Today University. You got you to gotta put on a lab coat. You got to tell True. tell the girls on, on the dating apps that you are a doctor. Mm-hmm. They'll believe
0: you, because why would someone lie about that? Instead of a fish, it's a stethoscope. Yeah. There You You can go. just
1: Photoshop that out.
0: Yeah. You don't even have yeah. to get D- one. You know, you, people don't realize it much anymore because of, uh, you know, just being online. I see that people believe everything. Again, once again, they believe everything. But for a while there, and still now, you can just lie. You can just lie on the internet. And uh, there's... People
1: do it all the time. I follow several accounts on Twitter that routinely tell, like, lies that really aren't that convincing if you take even a moment to think about them. But they will get picked up by news outlets who are just starved for content. That's like the whole... Uh, julia
0: fox uh yeah goblin, goblin mode, mode thing yeah. uh there's but there's been many similar examples yeah the recent one was the uh uh sean hannity interviewing uh ron DeSantis, which was totally fake like there yeah, was yeah. cuts and stuff it was ron DeSantis defending a, a raid of the i think the covid data person in yeah. florida because they had a there's warrant footage of that
1: with J- uh, trump mar-a-lago raid footage of yeah. sean hannity and it was and like that, they were arguing with them.
0: That was uh, very big, and like it's so obvious. You just, just think, look at it,
1: yeah, and it's like this is this is not
0: real. But then Fox was like, "They're out here spreading real fake news." And it's like who, who? Some fucking egg on Twitter. Yeah, not you. you, you who you photoshopped Judge Reinhold's
1: <laughs> body onto? Reinhardt. Judge Reinhold
0: <laughs> onto Jeffrey's body. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it is. It's it's funny. Anyway, moving
1: on now, uh, in addition to fake doctors, another similar recurring trope that we've seen is fake cops, which is honestly scarier. Yeah, I'd rather an amateur uh, dig around in my body than an amateur uh, arrest me. By the way, we'll give you a job. <laughs> That's like all the cops just like... Yeah, I mean, so yeah, usually someone only would only pretend to be a cop because they somehow do not meet the extremely low qualifications for becoming a real cop, but they still want the respect and power that comes with the job, mm-hmm. which is a dangerous combination. But uh, sometimes they just do it for the money, and sometimes it's
0: not just one guy, but an entire fake police department. Uh, here's The Guardian. <laughs> an Indian gang operated a fake police station from a hotel for eight months where they dressed up as officers <laughs> and are believed to extorted money from hundreds of people, an official has said. Incidents of fraudsters pretending to be police or soldiers are common in India, where there is widespread fear of and respect for those in uniform. But setting up a bogus police station takes the scams up a level. The gang in Bihar state set up a shop barely 500 meters from the home of the actual local police chief and wore uniforms with rank badges and carried guns, the real police official, D.C. Srivastava said on Thursday. They would then charge money to local people coming into the fake station to file complaints and cases while pocketing cash from others by promising to help them secure social housing or jobs in the police. They also paid people from the largely rural area daily wages of about 500 rupees, about five pounds, to pretend to be other police officers working at the station.
1: I mean, sounds like they pulled it off quite well. Sounds like they were more efficient than the actual local police department, who took eight months to uh, figure out what was happening right under their noses. Yeah, and they provided jobs to the community. Yeah. Yeah. They were doing a service. Yes. And I didn't hear anything in there about anyone getting shot, anyone getting uh, brutalized. No, sounds like they ran a tight ship.
0: (laughs) Done and done. They have have volunteer fire departments. Why not volunteer police departments? Anyway, speaking of crime,
1: uh, here's a story out of the San Francisco Gates newspaper describing a massive 20-person brawl that recently erupted between family members at a cemetery while they were literally in the process of burying an elderly family member, which caused $20,000 in damage and involved attempted vehicular
0: manslaughter and a guy getting beaten with a cane. This story's got everything. Let's read (sighs) Sergeant Aaron Pomeroy said it was an instance of family drama that started between a brother and a sister who were attending their mother's funeral and who did not get along. And it quote, goes back many years. (laughs) The brother and sister were talking and got into an argument when her boyfriend came over and encouraged her to walk away, Pomeroy said. The brother started beating on the boyfriend and that's when it escalated and became a brawl and we started to get calls, he said. At some point during the physical fight, the brother got into the vehicle with the intention of driving over his sister, Pomeroy said. He attempted to drive towards his sister in an aggressive way, but instead he struck another female and sent her to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries, he said. The victim is 33 years old. It continues. In the
1: car, the brother also damaged the grass, knocked over and damaged headstones and vases, and broke a water main that ejected copious amounts of water and flooded the funeral plot, Lieutenant Matt Stonebreaker, a spokesperson for the department, said. The driver also reportedly knocked over the casket. But Stonebreaker said, the body didn't fall out. Mm, Good. When the brother got out of the car, a family member hit him in the head with a cane, injuring him, Pomeroy said. They used the cane to try to get him under control, he said. The suspect was hit a couple times. The cane came from someone who was at the funeral.
0: I don't know that they ever identified where the cane came from. (laughs) We just wanted this uh, to be over We're looking into the cane. Yeah. So now, no matter how awkward a family event you've been to has gotten, you can always rest a little easier knowing that it could be worse. At least your family members didn't literally try to murder each other while a casket was being lowered into the ground. But uh, moving Jessica- on- to- <laughs> graves in the process. <laughs> Opening up a fucking water main. And they all floated up. Beaten with a cane. You love to see it. But let's move on to something a little more lighthearted. Uh, apparently there is something called <laughs> the USA Mullet Championships, where people compete for a cash prize given to the best example of the classic business up front, party in the back hairstyle which is funny, sure, but there's also a kids division and the mullet <laughs> haircut is infinitely more bizarre looking on the head of a child. It's uh what's the, in, like the uh, Twitter and Instagram account, like, okay, Bubby Child or something like that? Oh, I don't know. That's uh, great. It's uh, it's musings from hillbillies, Southerners, but uh, the art looks exactly like all of this. Uh, anyways, yeah, it it's not an adult haircut, but it is and it just looks silly on a kid. It looks like the child should be smoking a cigarette. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's weird. So voting
1: for best kid mullet will be closed by the time this video goes up. Um, but we're going to take a look at some of our top picks and let you decide down in the comments who's
0: rocking the sickest cut. Uh, my favorite part of this is the, the addition of sunglasses. Yeah. Really sells it. They look like a uh, PC principal from I South Park.
1: yeah, so much about the mullet changes based on the other elements, the other accessorizing that you
0: yeah. do. Now, first up, we've got Levi Womack proudly letting his curls flow down his back.
1: Nice. Then there's Emmett Miller rocking a not only it's a mullet, but also some sort of d antword style cropped bangs.
0: I, I like mixing it up there. Mm-hmm. Great. Brock Higgins here definitely understood the assignment, and he's got a colorful shirt and a gold chain to prove it. mm And here's Eli Phillips with a a subtle kind of Little Richard twist on his mullet, kind of a pompadour thing. Hmm. Emmett Bailey is definitely going with a more casual take on the mullet party up front. And hell, more party in the back. Yeah, it's all party. Uh, A kid whose real name apparently is Epic Orta looks
1: like he might have dug through his grandparents' bathroom and and found the kind of hairspray that you can't even get anymore due to the
0: the dang EPA. This shit put a hole in the fucking layer up there. They don't make Aquanet like they used to. They don't. Cash Larson uh, looks to be a bit on the younger side, but he's really rocking the sun's out, guns out aesthetic. Yeah. Uh, Rowan Bell might not have the
1: fanciest mullet, but this kid looks like he's been growing it for at least half his life. How the hell is it that long?
0: Yeah. Finally, here's William Dale Ramsey rocking that mullet like he was born with it. Yeah, this uh, this kid looks like he's going to pull up next to me in an 18-wheeler. And, and, and Cole. roll coal all over me. Yeah. So yeah, there's plenty more contestants over at (laughs) mulletchamp.com. Now there's a website that takes you back. Like that sounds like something that came out in 2001.
1: Yeah, it was a weird, like early 2000s, like the existence of the mullet was just funny.
0: All you had to do was look at one. I got three bookmarks, Hotornot.com, Rape rate my poo, rate my (laughs) poo and fucking (laughs) mulletchamp.com. And yeah,
1: if you go there, they've also got an entire team division. Uh, it's less entertaining, but it it's still super weird to see teenagers in 2022 looking like teenagers in 1982. Uh, but, yeah, those are our picks for the finalists. But who you got? Let us know. Mm-hmm. We're going to figure out. We're going to get to the bottom of this. And then we'll know by tomorrow, like, who the real winner they is. They
0: should do the bowl cut bowl. Ugh, yeah. Yeah. Less cool. Mm-hmm. It's harder to make a bowl cut look uh. Well, Oliver Tree would show up and... and. yeah. Crashes scooter. He's got a whole aesthetic, though. Oh no, actually, he has like a bowl cut mullet now because he's doing. He did a country album.
1: Oh yeah, he's certainly got a look.
0: Yes, he does. Uh, Now we do have the headlines half of the show coming right up for you, but first, this episode is sponsored by Factor. When summer starts to wind down, fall can get a bit chaotic, but Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery makes it easy to stay on top of a busy schedule while still sticking to your goals. Factor is the perfect meal solution for the -the on-the-go lifestyle. Whether it's a quick lunch at your desk between meetings or a fully prepared dinner that you didn't have to shop for, prep, or clean up after, they've got you covered for weeks when free time just isn't a thing. Factor makes lunch and dinner on busy days a total
1: breeze. Their fresh, never-frozen meals are delivered ready to heat and eat in two minutes, so you can. And fuel up fast and get on with your day factor's new protein plus preference makes it easy to power up with deliciously satisfying meals with 30 grams of protein or more factor now offers 30 plus meals per week and 33 plus add-on options like smoothies juices snacks and more to keep me going all day every day new gourmet plus meals make eating at home feel extra special for additional costs these meals are prepared to perfection by Factor's chefs and ready to eat in record time so you can savor the flavor not stress the prep. When things get extra busy, Factor is flexible. Change your order up every week with plans from four to 18 meals per week or pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime.
0: We love Factor because they don't just save us time. They keep us satisfied. Their chef-crafted recipes are packed with restaurant-quality flavor. It's it's so good, I almost can't believe it's dietitian approved Factor equals free time. Instead of spending those precious hours after you get home hustling around the store and the kitchen, they'll deliver ready-made meals right to your door, eliminating all that meal planning, prep, and cleanup time. Each Factor meal arrives pre-prepared by their team of chefs and ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. You can't be that. Uh, Factor puts in the work so that you don't have to. Their registered
1: dietitians and expert chefs work hand-in-hand hand to create meals that I can feel good about eating every day, sometimes multiple times a day. Factor even knows my preferences. They offer vegan and veggie, protein plus, keto and calorie smart options, cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, extra protein, veggie sides, and more to keep me fueled and focused all day long. Head to go.factor75.com weeklyweird130 and use code weeklyweird 130 To get $130 off across six boxes. That is code weeklyweird130 at go.factor75.com slash
0: weeklyweird130 for $130 off. Or click the link in the description below. Make it easy. This episode is also sponsored by Vincero Collective. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and the heat is turning up thanks to Vincero Collective's huge summer sale. Vincero makes exceptionally crafted and styled watches at affordable prices. Other premium handcrafted watches have insane markups. You can finally own a high quality and lasting timepiece without going broke. And the best part is they're running their biggest sale of the year right now. So if you're looking for the perfect accessory, you can, for a limited time, get 20% off plus free shipping site-wide with our exclusive link, vincerocollective.com weeklyweird. And the discount doesn't stop there. You'll get up to 30% during their site-wide sale. What a score! Finchero
1: Collective is a premium lifestyle brand out of San Diego that also makes high-quality and affordable sunglasses, jewelry, and more. Finchero Collective is known for their exceptionally crafted, ethically-made products for today's most ambitious people. Modern pieces that upgrade your look and stand the test of time. There are three words that Finchero's products bring to mind. Stylish, quality, and versatility. Finchero designs everything in-house, sources their own materials, and produces in small batches. They are committed to doing things well or not at all. For all the boss men and women out there, their watches are a must. They can elevate your look with a twist of the wrist. Made with stainless steel, durable silicon, and Italian marble straps, these sleek,
0: modern watches come with traditional automatic and Japanese quartz movements. And their sunglasses come polarized with handcrafted frames and so many styles to choose from. The eye-catching and modern designs can go with any outfit or trend, perfect for a day in the office or a date night out. This is the perfect gift for yourself or someone you love. You can finally look like a baller without having to spend like one. But you don't need to take our word for it. With over 30,000 five-star reviews, features in Forbes, Business Insider, and Newsweek, just to name a few, Vincero offers you a shopping experience that you can trust. And if you need to return or swap, no problem. Vincero's five-year guarantee and 365-day free return policy has you covered. From quality you can feel to style you can't deny, Vincero Collective guarantees to up your game. The
1: anniversary sale is going on right now. Don't wait, or it'll be too late. Get 20% off plus free shipping site-wide with our exclusive link, vincerocollective.com slash weeklyweird. Support our show and check them out at Collective.com forward slash weeklyweird. Keep up with the trends, my friends, and add Vincero to your wardrobe today.
0: All right, let's move on to the weirdest, wildest headlines from around the world this week. Starting with a little bit of an update. Yeah. The story from earlier this week. Ontario Mayor fires
1: back a conspiracy theorist who tried to arrest Police officers. And this is an uh, amazing
0: tweet. You're going to love it. And let's just, let's show it.
1: Yeah. This is the tweet from Mayor Diane Therian. Uh, People have been asking me to comment on the events of the past weekend in hashtag PTBO. I hate giving airtime slash spotlight to these imbeciles. Here's my comment. Fuck off, you fuckwads. (laughs) Love
0: it. Love it. That's very uh, un-Canadian, but I I think it's, uh, you know. I started following uh, on our Internet Today account one of the journalists that follows this beat in Canada. And uh it is a daily there is chaos daily. Like Yeah, it's following multiple stories about people like having their utilities shut off, people's cars getting repossessed, uh the mayor's reaction and more. They've um, really
1: outdone their neighbors to the south with this one. Like this is this is some shit that would happen in well, if it happened in America, there'd be guns involved. Yeah. It would it would snuff itself out a lot quicker. But because mm-hmm. it's Canada, it has more life to it.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh but yeah, the uh Ontario not loving it.
0: Or is but, this uh, BC or I don't I think, know. I think it was
1: Ontario. Yeah. Speaking of, actually, I don't know which
0: which. I think I think uh, the Queen is in British Columbia. Well, she is, but she's on a national tour. Oh yeah, with she's her, with taking RV. the RV around. But was... but speaking of the Greater Ont- Ontario area, yeah. Uh, Doug Ford swallowed a bee while talking about the possibility of privatizing healthcare.
1: Oh man, he, if we can only went... get one of those
0: messages from God up yeah. here.
1: So up here in Canada, we we've got a you know pretty great healthcare system. No one has to spend any money. On emergency costs, uh, we're going to get rid... That was weird. A fucking bee just flew down my throat. Something that never happens. Mm-hmm. What are the chances? Anyway, like I was saying, yeah. uh, we're going to privatize healthcare up here. We're going to be more like our neighbors to the South in America. They're wonderful you healthcare guys want to? You guys want to live like, like those people, don't you? They seem so happy. The ones that are alive. Yeah. Doug Ford yeah.
0: sucks. Mm-hmm. Don't do it, Canada. Don't do it. Don't fucking do it. No, I'm don't tell yeah, you. I, people, anyone who watches this show from Canada is already like, no, God, no. You would think so, but like, uh, remember when, uh, this was
1: like a year or so ago, the Tories in the UK were really pushing to privatize and like, there was a lot of journalists that would go over to the UK and people were like, I don't know, I mean, like, how bad could it be? And they would just like read off facts about uh, so, American healthcare and people were like, no, that can't be possible. I, I
0: was just going <laughs> to say, like, when we when we talked about like, you know, Canada having a, a pretty good healthcare system, there's definitely going to be Canadians who haven't like, had yeah. a great experience yeah. with their... It's but not like, perfect,
1: obviously. But take
0: a step outside of yourself for a second and look at the United States of America yeah. and how it handles medica- uh, medical treatment on a daily it's basis. It's literally
1: dystopian.
0: From literally a broken bone to, like, cancer treatment. Like, you don't get it, okay? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so much worse than you could possibly even imagine. People in America don't have bad experiences with medical treatment because they don't go. They don't go yes. because it's too expensive. It's too expensive and it's fucking
1: annoying. Yes. Like it's not even it's not even the healthcare aspect of it and the cost is dealing with the insurance companies is just imagine the worst customer service experience you've ever had times 10. Yes. They deny everything just arbitrarily. To see if you'll find it. yeah, Yeah. Yeah, maybe on purpose, maybe not. Who knows? It's completely opaque. And then you had to spend, like, an entire year writing letters on the phone, just trying to get some shit sorted out. No one seems to like it. Even, like, doctor's offices fucking hate... The insurance
0: companies. Yeah. The only people that like it are the insurance companies and the uh the people who get their money in Congress. Sometimes you won't even know that you've been billed for something until a collections agency sends you a letter yeah. or reaches out like You don't want this. Hey, you uh you owe two hundred fifty dollars for two advil to some random medicin medic uh medicine group yeah. that's attached to the building like, where you got treatment. If that bee had stung Doug Ford in the throat in America and he had, to go. They, Sorry, they'd be like, well, we don't have a code for that in our, like, billing system, so uh, you oh, just you're, gonna have to pay for it all. You're, you're traveling, so you're not in our, uh... You're not in, in our network. group. Yeah, yeah, you're not in network, so it's gonna cost you. Ugh, fuck. Ugh. Off. Don't do it. A missing dog was finally found 500 feet underground in an intricate cave system. Dogs are just like men. If you leave them alone, they will dig a hole... Because it feels good and it looks cool. Well, this dog didn't dig the hole, but it did. uh, (laughs) This was basically the
1: Thai cave rescue, but the dog version. This would Uh, have been
0: a good one for Elon to start with.
1: This dog was missing for two months. The owner was like, the dog's dead. I'm sorry. It's very sad, but we got to move on. And uh, yeah, some guys were like mapping this cave that wasn't mapped. They got way down there. They're like, what the fuck? Is that a dog? And I guess it, because of flooding, much like with the Thai cave thing, like it had rained and the dog had retreated further into the cave because of the rain. Yeah. They had to do a whole, a whole rescue operation, getting this dog out, and it was successful. No dog submarines? No dog submarines. No Elon Musk calling anyone a pedophile. Mm. Thank
0: God. Yeah. We did it right this time. Huh, well, snake bites two-year-old girl who bites it back until it dies. That's kid justice. Yeah. Uh, when you're a
1: child, your, your sense of morality is is very eye for an eye. It's like, yeah, if, if someone punches you, they're like, well, just let me punch you back. And then we're we're good. And so, you know, just let me bite this snake back and we're good. But she this little girl. I mean, do you, how many teeth do you even have at two years old? But he don't ask me. I
0: have no fucking idea. I don't
1: know. I like, Ask me. Like, I would fail so badly at a like, guess this baby's age test. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I don't know. Four. One? Yeah, like
0: one to four is kind of a watch. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Is it walking? Is it talking? I couldn't even with those. I,
0: couldn't, I, I don't know. They started walking in like a year and ch- some change, I think. I saw Joel's kid uh, recently, and it was the first time since I'd seen it as a baby. And I was like, no fucking way. That that thing? Like yeah. how big it is. Yeah. It's like human, and it
1: talks to you. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. WHO warns people not to attack monkeys amid monkeypox outbreak. Because I guess people are doing that. They're hearing about this monkeypox on the TV and the radio, and they're like, "I'm doing my part. Gonna <laughs> go kill some monkeys there." No monkeypox here, here. My work here is done. Yeah, that's that'll solve it.
0: <sighs> yes, don't do that.
1: Don't do that. You're
0: you're putting yourself in more danger. Did you
1: see the guy? It was like on TikTok or something. This guy, he's like, "I just really was craving McDonald's," and like went to McDonald's while diagnosed with monkeypox. It's like, you, why are you? A- and he was, like, posting it. He's like, while he's eating this McDonald's that he just got in the drive-thru, he's like, man, you, you really can't trust anyone these days. You think, you think you're partying with your friends and you're actually getting monkeypox. It's like, you're just potentially getting monkeypox to
0: some random cash here at McDonald's, sir. I was in Barnes & Noble the other day, and, like, far enough away to... I still moved, but far enough away where I was like, okay, well, this isn't the worst thing in the world, I guess. But someone on their phone was being like, nah, you can't come over this weekend. Uh, my husband's got COVID. Just like in the fucking building, just talking with no shame.
1: Well, I mean, it's, you got to appreciate loud talkers sometimes.
0: Yeah, they're warning you to stay away she from She could them. have
1: kept that low out of shame, but she's shameless and that's to your benefit. Now yeah. you know to avoid.
0: Yeah. I s- not so slowly, just <laughs> c- continued on mm, into a different yeah. section completely. Yeah. Norway euthanizes beloved 1,300 pound walrus named Freya. And the story. This is fucked up. It doesn't get any better. It is this, uh, this. Well, so humans are responsible for yeah, this walrus's death. It a lot
1: of a lot of people were like, "Really? Did you have to kill it?" But I guess I mean, with a with a walrus that big, it's like they were they are thinking about relocating it, but it's hard. I don't know. Uh, people well, people it, thought it, they it, were like being a little hasty with this, but basically, this giant fu- walrus is usually don't like being around people. This walrus would come down to the marina, and it was it was destroying boats. That's another thing. Like the small... It would jump up on people's boats and some of these boats could not handle that weight. And yeah. So she was sinking boats, uh, making a big old fucking mess. Yeah, well, tough shit. That's her water. Yeah, but then, yeah, people started swimming with her and it just it became this thing where it's like a public danger. Like someone's going to end up getting killed by this walrus, so... Uh, yeah,
0: it's like a, a, an animal that attacks someone. It's like... Yeah.
1: It, we can't euthanize stupid humans, so I guess we're going to have to euthanize this walrus. You
0: know what I found out recently is uh, at least in some parts of India... Uh, animals have a three-strike rule where, like, they don't kill them until they've, uh, like, maimed or killed a human three times. Uh, That makes sense because there's been, like...
1: I mean, India has two notorious killers, or at least two, but the two big ones, tigers and elephants. Um, And, like, there's a bunch of cases. um, I'm sure there's been a movie about this, but, like, a bunch of cases of uh, individual tigers killing, like, hundreds of people. And, like, an entire region in India will have to, like, band together to track down this one killer tiger. And then you've, of course, got the, the elephants who, de- clearly, they hold a grudge.
0: They'll yeah. come and beat you up again after you're dead. But that's, in America, they're like, oh, this mountain lion uh, got into your picnic basket? Boom. Dead. Yeah. Not so severe with mountain lions. But, uh, yeah, if a, if, a, if a bear gets a taste for human food, they, they'll try to relocate it or just fucking kill it. Uh, if, if anything attacks a human, they fucking put it down.
1: I mean, so, I mean, a lot of, most people in India do believe in some form of reincarnation, and it's like, it does change the way you look at these things. That,
0: and I'm, I'm not up to date on the, the various religions in India, but a, a lot of them very much respect animals. Yeah. Yeah. So Listen,
1: it's fucked up that that elephant uh, has But it done, was just doing elephant things. But, I mean, I'm trying to think, put myself in that elephant's shoes, if that was my soul in that elephant's body, I'd probably do something similar. So, who's to say whether it's good or bad? <laughs> Not us. That elephant could be you in the next life. Yeah. You won't you won't be so judgy. Will you? mm Thinking of judges, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Judge, Judge Grant's accused Capitol Rioters' request to attend Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair while on house arrest. And this is the lady, the girl, like she's like in her 20s. She stole Pelosi's laptop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like showing it off in the crowd
0: outside. I love people online just being like, I can fix her. I mean She actually seems pretty cool. She's going to a Renaissance fair, I think it's great. Yeah, she I she has
1: a kind of like I guess gamer girl nerd girl aesthetic to her. I guess but she's really into conservative politics and I clearly there's some truth like she's going to a renaissance fair. She's a fucking dork. So yeah, I mean you might be able to change her. Go down to that Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair. Uh she has next hobbies. One whatever. of those. She just needs to have her energy directed in a positive direction. Yes, a good hobby, not a bad hobby.
0: Yeah. Mhm. And Renaissance fairs, pretty harmless. I've never been to one. I was recently. I was talking to some people. They're like, "How have you not been to a Renaissance fair?" I went to one when I was a kid, but it's not as elaborate as the ones that they do out here. But that's the thing. It is was it's like that like, labyrinth of Jericho. Uh, well, that's like a, that's like a club night or whatever. Mm. But uh, like the Renaissance fairs is here, and I'm sure everywhere else now because D D and fucking everything else. Is, it's a whole fucking lifestyle. But like, what am I going to show up like this? I mean, no. like, yeah, I came for the turkey leg, like. And to watch people play battle chess, human battle chess. And, like, everyone else has put thousands of dollars into their fucking costumes. It's just like Halloween. Like, Halloween is so much pressure. It's high effort. Especially in L.A. because everyone's just like... It's like, oh, yeah, my my friend who's a costume designer in
1: (laughs) Hollywood, uh, he made my costume. My my other friend who's a makeup artist... Yeah, I just rummaged
0: through the prop department, uh, whipped this together last minute. Uh, How's everyone else doing? Oh, you... You painted your face. So that's great. I don't know if they still do it, but for a while, the actual, the the
1: costumers, like the big warehouses here in Burbank, where like, they rent costumes for movies and they stuff. They would do for Halloween. They would do Halloween for, uh, yeah, briefly, yeah. rentals for like specific costumes. I think yeah. they, they knew, like, eh, not the best ones, but just the okay ones. Yeah. We got like a fucking astronaut outfit.
0: You don't want to have to buy Donuts. it. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I, I always see pictures and I'm like, eh, yeah, I don't know. Not really sold on it. Seems a little over the top.
1: GOP group in Alabama apologizes for mistakenly posting KKK image.
0: This actually, this took me a minute to...
1: Yeah,
0: it's almost like a eye trick.
1: Yeah, I... It's uh, the elephant's
0: legs or something?
1: Yeah, so the elephants, the, the gaps in the elephant's legs are triangular and have two little dots in them. They are clan hoods. I don't know who designed this, what the story is, but some Republican group in Alabama
0: used it, must have just found it online, used it in like a flyer on their Facebook yeah, I mean and, it's all uh, just like uh, whoops. It's dog whistles that aren't dog whistles. There's a, it's like anytime someone uses like numerical signifiers. But is for this
1: someone? Was this designed by someone in favor of the Klan or someone who is calling the Republicans hidden Klan
0: members? Well, it doesn't matter because the GOP posted it willingly. Yeah, and then just apologized for it afterwards, which yeah. I'm sure they were like, "Well, this makes us look bad," but still, still, still. After a girl beat their daughters in sports, Utah parents triggered investigation into whether she was transgender. Couldn't have possibly
1: beaten my lovely daughter unless she was secretly born with male genitals. Mm-hmm. So let's let's look into that. Thankfully it wasn't like what's been proposed in a few states with the examinations and whatnot, which is I don't think it's happened yet but it will and it's fucking horrifying. This one but there was a literal school district investigation where they went back to this girl's files all the way back to kindergarten, and we're like, "Yeah, she did show up as a girl on the attendance sheet." So, uh no, your daughter just sucks at sports. Sorry.
0: So triggered that they triggered an investigation. My perfect little angel would never lose. No, your kid's a fucking loser, and that's yeah, okay. The loser, and that's okay. Maybe sports, losing is good for you. Yeah, it honestly prepares you for the rest of your life. If you if you don't lose, you're going to be depressed later in life. Yeah, and you don't losing have... losing is vital to you development. You
1: have no excuse. You're cisgendered daughter lost to a better, more talented
0: cisgender girl. And that's on, that's on her. This is going to happen so frequently though. Oh and it's, yeah. It's legitimately horrifying to think how frequently this is going to happen and how it is going yeah. to affect the mental health of the one being accused. Yeah. If you're a girl who
1: is good at sports and happens to maybe be a little husky, a little bit, uh, or know, not even like, I mean, but like, this is like, I remember in high school, like some of the best female athletes, like, they, you know, physically just like. You, you, and this is true for male athletes, too. Like, in a lot of sports, like, you are kind of just, like, weird-looking.
0: So. Yeah, the runners are always, like, they look like stretched-out taffy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, oh, that doesn't look like a normal girl to me. It's like, well, yeah. Like, Mike, like Shibby looks Michael like Michael Phelps doesn't look like a normal man. Yeah. But no one's making any accusations there.
0: It's just, it's, the implications of this are very disturbing. Because it's it's bad all around, but it's also just bad for the person who, Beat your fucking daughter or son in yeah. sports. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Ruining someone's life. Like, this is high school. This is school. Middle school, high school. Like, this is the shit that people think their lives are over when yeah. something like this happens. Yeah, I don't know how public the investigation was. Hopefully it was <laughs> but I'm saying not in, at all. But in that
1: school, I'm sure that yeah. people know. And that yeah. sucks. Yeah, it's fucked up. Uh, Finnish PM defends dancing, takes drug tests to clear herself. And this is so cool. She, uh, first of all, total smoke show. Yeah, looks great. Prime minister, probably the hottest PM the world has ever seen. Mm -hmm. Um, and she's 36 years old. She's younger than both of us. Yes. Um, and she looks great. And, you know, she's running a country that could get nuked off the face of the planet at any moment. They are that close. Uh, They've already had a war. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, if she wants to go out and, um allegedly do a little bit of ecstasy. Even if she did? (laughs) Cool. Yeah. Great. They posted like videos like, look, she's having a great time. It's awesome. Good for her. Yeah. It's like,
0: I'd rather this than some weird like Illuminati shit. I would honestly feel a lot better about government officials if maybe they took some psilocybin or ecstasy every once in a while. They should have to. Yeah. It should be mandatory. It, you should have to go through yearly ego death in order to be the in the entire any kind Congress. Of, we lock the doors yes. and everyone takes their dose. Yes. And we just talk about the law for a couple days. And then we'll go outside and we'll look at the cherry blossoms. Yeah. And everyone will have a good time. Yeah. Like, you should be required to do mushrooms when you get elected. You should.
1: I, I agree with
0: that. Yeah. And, like, look, if nothing was wrong with this, it's awesome. If for some reason she did drugs, so fucking what?
1: Yeah, I mean, she's under a lot of stress, guys. I think you're, uh, why don't you just chill out?
0: And this is also the problem with, look, we are, we've talked about it for years, but we are in the age of now politicians have a online record. And this is going to happen until we get over it collectively. This is going to keep happening. Yeah. Hopefully they're not all as severe as Madison Conthorn just yes. fucking his cousin's face or whatever. But, yeah, it's, uh,
1: it's actually refreshing to see a politician just like be She looks like she has a normal, normal
0: fucking normal social Normal
1: mid-30s woman. Uh, they're d- jealous, that's why. I think that, like, I think that's a lot of it. It's the same with, like, you see this is, like AOC and it's like this weird, like, angry horniness aspect to it. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not fair that she's attractive and also has political power. And is having fun and doesn't hate herself. This sucks. It's not fair. Yes. Anyway, final headline. Speaking of partying, Japan launches nationwide competition to boost alcohol consumption. <laughs> this is this is not going to end well. I didn't know this. No one's buying alcohol in Japan anymore. The, uh, the and they they literally they rely on they've relied on t- a certain amount of taxes from sake and beer yeah. for so long and it's just dried up since the pandemic like everyone
0: in japan especially young people just stopped drinking because it's like a Kobe. mainly social thing like yeah like, uh, i mean i guess same in america but like yeah going out in japan the couple times i've visited is a, a wonderful experience at the bars like yeah just it's the only time these people let loose and i think it's like the lockdown we're just like oh well i don't really need to do this and, I, and oh look at all the money that i've saved from not going, or, or whatever excuse it is. Yeah. But uh, I think it'll probably rebound because alcohol is one of those kind of permanent things. You would think. You would, so is having sex, but uh, they're not doing that
1: over there well, at all either. I would, that's why they killed Abe, because he was like, you guys need to get out of your room and go find a girl to have sex with. And the guy's like, no. I built this gun, by the way. Wouldn't have wouldn't have had the, the you, while you studied the, the having sex, I studied the build your own gun.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I would check their bar tab in uh, VR chat to see if they're drinking in the metaverse. Yeah, maybe it's all happening there.
1: But uh, yeah, it's, it's apparently it's a competition. They're asking the people of Japan to come up with like new, a new ad campaign to encourage drinking. This is just hilarious. Every other country on earth is trying to do the opposite. Not Japan. Yeah, they could use a drink. Hey Japan, this one—that's that should be their campaign. Like Japan, you've had a rough go these past few years. COVID. Those stupid Olympics hey, that was a bad idea. I'm sorry. We fucked up. We shouldn't have done the Olympics, but you know, you've come a long way, baby. Mm-hmm. You, you look it. you look stressed out. This one's on me. They should buy everyone
0: a beer. What they need to do is just what the what America did, which is uh, empower uh, local craft breweries, yeah, to make regionally specific brews that make you feel good about drinking that local beer. yeah. It's all it's a, a big idea. marketing thing, and it works. It's like, look, I'm supporting a local brewery. Sure, is it owned by InBev? Yes, but, uh, you know, it has that vibe. Yeah. Everything runs... We've, if there's one thing we've learned about the pandemic, is that uh, our shipping uh, infrastructure is terrible, and that everything is truly powered by vibes. It's all vibes. Yes, it's a vibes-based world. Yeah, and we're just vibing in it. That's true, and you're vibing with us. And if you want to watch more episodes of our show, that's it for Weekly Weird News. If you want to watch more episodes, we have uh, a recent news dump that uh, is pretty much covers the, hopefully, for now, finale of Ezra Miller, and uh, also uh, the Maga dating app on Tech News Day. Just yeah, wonderful WB stuff. has
1: canceled so many things. They've even canceled the Ezra Miller saga.
0: Yeah, it's done. But uh, they've renewed uh, the rehearsal. Thank God. Yes, I was worried about that one. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll see you next time. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a comment, leave a like, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.